a little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcast. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Welcome to the Heels and Quads podcast. I'm Levi at Levi Diesendel on Twitter. And I'm Tommy at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. And uh, we are the Heels and Quads. And tonight we're reviewing WCW slash New Japan Pro Wrestling's Starcade 95 World Cup of Wrestling. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, now, I, I watched this show, oh man, I want to say a year or two ago, but I kind of just like had it on and seen spots, like little things here and there. And I didn't pay too much attention to it, but this kind of, I kind of have seen more stuff this time around, let's put it that way. Yeah, and I did the same. I, you know, I've tried to watch it earlier this week and I kind of dozed off while watching it, but I watched it probably around the time the network came out. I got really big into like the WCW mid nineties. So this was a, a good refresher. Because I remembered the matches, but I didn't remember actually how it all went down. So, and before we get into the review, who's listening, I would like to give a big thank you to Tommy for doing a ton of legwork this week for Heels and Quads while I was uh, pouting at work all week. Well, not that Tommy wasn't working, but like I had a lot of shit going on. So, yeah, Tommy was working, but he was working the. I think he was. Working the phones and working the Twitter machine too. Yeah, Tommy. Uh, Tommy did a lot of the legwork. Actually, so, yeah. the majority of it. So I appreciate that. Oh, my pleasure. Anything to get get this podcast going, we got to get it. We got to get it done. <clears throat> um, get it rolling. So, yeah, just a quick review of what's coming up this week. We've had some changes. <coughs> uh, so tonight, obviously, we're going to do the '95 uh, Starcade. Tomorrow night, we're recording two podcasts. One will be released right after we record it. 
Well, later on after the second one, I guess, because we won't have much time in between. We've got about a 30-minute window, and that's probably going to be me and Levi texting back and forth going, how are we doing this right now? But, <laughs> yeah. Um, tomorrow night, we've got Espy, uh, the Brandon Espinoza. He's at the underscore B underscore Espinoza. Then after that, we will, like I said, have a little bit of a break, and then we're going to record a podcast with Lynch Mob. Uh, the brother tag team, Matt Lynch and Joey Lynch. Joey Lynch actually was just in Queens in New York. At Evolve, right? At Evolve 96. Uh, we texted back and forth last night after the match. So he's excited to talk about that because William Regal was at the event last night. So that was pretty cool. I think I've seen that he was booked, unless it was that advertising, but Joey got booked for another show. A singles match. Yeah, no, yeah, it was a singles match. Yeah, Matt was home. He did a he did a local spot show uh, around uh, <clears throat> right around Chattanooga. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Having the. And, and then we uh, just booked tonight. Uh, High and Young, who wrestles for Booker T and uh, Reality of Wrestling. She will be the show Sunday night. We'll have a guest Sunday night instead of Monday because we failed to realize that next week was Clash of Champions. Uh-huh. So Starcade 97 will be pushed back, and we will do the interview with Hyan Young at underscore the Hyan. That's H-Y-A-N, if you don't know how to spell that. Um, so we'll do that Sunday night. I'll release that when we're done. And then we'll watch Class of Champions, and we'll do Class of Champions review Monday morning, hopefully, or afternoon. Yeah. Anyways, let's jump into this. Um, it's let's see, it's in Nashville, <coughs> the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. Uh, looked like a full house, eight thousand two hundred. I'm not sure how much, how many the building held, but for an even number like that, it that was probably capacity. Now, it was the same Nashville uh, Coliseum that. National National Coliseum. That was uh, Starcade '96 that we reviewed last week, right? Yes, it's, it's the same place. Okay. Now I was gonna say I noticed something. I don't know I'm, if you had it, um, but it looks like this was the last. I was looking through the dates the other day of all the Starcades, and it looks like this is the last one that wasn't um, the 27th of December, or this is the last one that was on the 27th of December, and then it looked like '96 was the first one that went to Sundays on. Yeah, um, yeah. This was on a Wednesday night, two days after Christmas, which is was. I mean, I guess then it wasn't as weird to have a pay per view in the middle of the week because even WWF at the time was running Survivor Series still, either Thanksgiving Eve or the night of Thanksgiving. Yeah. So it wasn't odd for the time, but now, I mean, we just they know now that pay per views during the middle of the week don't really work unless it's a holiday. Now, I'd like to yeah. see Survivor Series go back to thanksgiving or the night before that i I would personally like that but i'd kind of that'd kind of take away a little bit from the thanksgiving dinner but i would still be watching as far as oh yeah absolutely (laughs) well and you know you know why they probably quit doing it is especially thanksgiving night is because football is so big on thanksgiving and then you've got the family tradition the early black friday sales and nobody's really sitting around watching tv on a wednesday or thursday night it would be almost everybody just watching it Friday or Saturday or, or even waiting until yeah, like Sunday and watching it. Like yeah. Pay-per-view. 
Um, so the show opens with uh, Tony Schiavone, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Dusty Rhodes on commentary. Uh, they're hyping the uh, J- Japan invasion. Um, Macho Man is the champion at the time, and he's going to face the winner of the triangle match later on between Lex Luger, Ric Flair, and Sting. Right. So, and this was I remember I remember watching some WCW when the network came out I kind of started watching some Nitros from this time period and this was what two months three months into Nitro four months yeah maybe. this is yeah because Nitro the first Nitro was September ninety <clears> five <throat> and this was so yeah three there, months it was a weird like uh, Sting Hogan Macho Man had this thing going prior to this where it was like. Are you my friend? Are you my friend? You know, it was like it was this big friend thing that they yeah, were doing. Yeah, and, like, and, and trust and they you. Really, they really pushed that the whole broadcast. Yeah. And Lex I mean, had just was... turned his back on them because he'd kind of went with Jimmy Hart and kind of like on the outside of the Four Horsemen because Jimmy Hart was out there with Flair in in the, like towards the end. So. Yeah. It's a gimmick. It's just a tobacco gimmick, though. Not a tobacco. Gimmick. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> a tobacco gimmick. I'm, I got my uh, vape gimmick and my water gimmick here. Yeah, I've got a coffee. If, I've got a coffee uh, via Keurig gimmick. Keurig, if you want to come <clears> to <throat> the show, that's usually how it please, gets recorded. Poor please beer. do. Uh, now, I, I will be clearing my throat and might be coughing a little bit throughout this because I've been a little... The the temperature up and down has kind of messed me up this oh, week. It's, but it's gotten everybody, dude. I've I've it's been bad. Off and on, kind of ill for like almost. <clears throat> um, when you did your when you did your intro, I kind of heard it in your voice, but yeah, well that and I'm hungover from last night. <laughs> me, and, me and my wife went over to one of my friends' houses and uh, we had a case gimmick. A case <laughs> gimmick. <laughs> yeah, we ran through that pretty quickly, so. Um, yeah, I'm a little. I'm, I'm actually pretty tired. That's why I'm drinking coffee right now. But I mean, I've been looking forward to this all week, so I want. I definitely want to get it done. My phone is blowing up. Twitter's blowing up right now. Lunch mob. And yeah, let's, let's do it. Like so there was, there was three dark matches on this card, there, and there was there two, pro- two before. Yep, two before, and then the one at the end. I guess we can talk. No, I don't know anything about it, but we could mention what it is later. So it looks yeah. like DDP and Dave Sullivan at the beginning. Right. And then which the American was, Males and Blue Bloods. Dave Sullivan was Kevin Sullivan's kayfabe brother. And okay. He had just, they kind of just ended that little thing with the Dungeon of Doom and Hogan. And uh, Dave Sullivan was like a Hulkamaniac, like the ultimate Hulkamaniac or whatever. And yeah. So uh, just, a, okay. just a backstory on Dave Sullivan if anybody doesn't remember him. I don't, of, so I'm glad you knew that. It was, a it was a short-lived character. It only lasted uh, maybe six months total. It was a six-month gimmick. Yeah, six months. <laughs> and then uh, the American Males defeated the Blue Bloods. American Males! American yeah. <laughs> Males! Buff Daddy. Lord Steven Regal on the Blue Bloods and Earl Robert Eaton. Um, so the first match of the show... Uh, oh, was it Bobby Eaton then? It wasn't Dave Taylor yet? Yeah, or it was Bobby Eaton. Dave Taylor had already left, and then Bobby Eaton took over. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the first match of the actual show that you can see uh, is Jushin, Jushin Liger with Sonny Ono, who is in every Japan match. 
Yes. Ringside. Any, any match uh, consisting of a Japanese wrestler, Sonny Ono came to the ring with them. He's there, yeah. Heel or face, which was kind of weird because I always saw Jushin Liger as a, as a face, so kind of wondering why Sonny Ono was with him, but that was kind of the whole thing. It was like they kind of booked it where Sonny Ono was like their like middleman between WCW and New Japan, which wasn't true. It was kayfabe, but Probably the guy that, in case you needed to hand the mic to somebody, too. Right, right, right. <clears throat> so it was Liger and Benoit. Um, wow, there was something I was about to say about Liger. Okay, so they were saying on commentary, I didn't know it, I guess, but uh, they were saying he's he had, a like, a Japanese Saturday morning cartoon or something. Yeah, I, I, I actually took notes this week, and I don't usually do that, and I don't really like to do it, but... For these classic ones, I feel like it's a little easier to get through a podcast. Yeah, of, you know, wrestling from twenty plus years ago. Yeah, so I had to take I think notes it's last actually week. Gonna I was going to mention that. Yeah, the cartoon, the Saturday morning cartoon. Also, when Liger came out, I thought it was kind of funny because Sonny Ono had a big, like, full size Japanese flag, and Liger had like the little one. Oh, the little <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the little Fourth of July flag. Yeah, I popped a little for that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, what did you think of this match? It was, it was a Benoit, it was, so here's my, I wanted to throw this out there before we start on a lot of these matches, because if you notice the show, most matches were under 10 minutes, especially yeah. the, uh, Japanese one, the, yep. the tournament ones, and I was going to say, I think this match, along with a few others, kind of suffered from that. But not that yep. it was bad matches, but I think it got, it was short enough to where it didn't get to that point of, like, pops and it taking off. Yeah, you know and that's I mean? another thing, too, on my notes is I took I, – I put the times down, so that helps, too. This one clocked in at 10 minutes and 29 seconds, so right at 10 and a half minutes, which is one of the longer matches of the, under, of, of the undercard. Right. So, um, yeah, it started off – I mean, it started off hot. A lot of arm drags and stuff. The dive out by Liger onto Benoit on the outside was pretty cool. Um, yeah, he that's mi- about. He the missed the headbutt. It, Benoit did. Yeah, he miss he misses a headbutt and then he goes back up and hits the headbutt. Kevin Sullivan comes out to interfere. Well, not really interfere, but he distracts Benoit, and uh, Liger kind of does. Uh, uh, oh, we missed the. They did a really badass superplex. Oh yeah, that was a super yeah, that was a super sick suplex. Superplex. Yeah, and that that was like right before he missed the first headbutt, but Yeah, that, and that it looked superplex, it looked so good because the ring looked like it was shaking. When did you notice it looked like Benoit when he when he pulled back, it looked like his left foot slipped and he like quick tweaked it so it wouldn't hurt him or Liger and then he quick grabbed yeah, his I head. Yeah, I think that's why it. it made it look so massive. Yeah, it was that was a that was pretty sweet. I'm glad you said something about that because I wouldn't have remembered that. Yeah, I just but, noticed that we. I was like, oh no, we skipped that superplex. Yeah, I wanted to talk about it because that was like probably one of the moves of the night. Actually, it was, yeah, it was really good. I think that was um, nice. Yeah, so Kevin Sullivan comes out to distract Benoit, and and it ended kind of with like a like a shitty almost like a hurricane hurricane rana. Yeah, and Benoit like it, put – I mean, he had to put his legs up to sell it and make it – Yeah, they both kind of had to make it look good. It was on both of their ends they had to sell it good. But the yeah. Kevin Sullivan thing, 
Now, I know that everybody's, I'm sure, heard the rumors. I don't really want to get into that about the Chris yeah, Benoit well, stuff. Let's but... not talk about that again. Like well, I was, I was wondering <laughs> if they, like, back then, did they have heat back then? Was this? Because Woman wasn't with Benoit yet. No. So that was she, the next year, this I think. Was that, the, yeah, this, this was before that <clears throat> angle really started. Okay. Um, so she was still actually married to Kevin Sullivan at the time. Because what happened was, is once they that program really got hot, uh, woman was traveling with Chris Benoit to make it look like they were, you know, a real couple. Because oh. they were doing stuff on screen, like in hotel rooms and stuff. And yeah, all those, all those like promos and cheating stuff. on Kevin Sullivan with Benoit. Yeah. So that's actually how that that their romance blossomed in real life was being on the road together. Okay. Okay. Well, we don't so, have to, we don't have to talk too much about it because it is yeah a yeah messed we won't up talk subject. about what happened and we've talked about it before on the podcast and I kind of I just don't want to talk about the same stuff yeah especially stuff like that because it, it I mean that's a tragedy you know any way you look at it so yeah I, I, w- I want this to be fun I don't I don't ever really want to talk about the dark parts of wrestling unless we do like a if something wins a poll or something so but and, um, i mean and, and overall that, that was a good opening match it was yeah, decent, that, yeah definitely it, it was a good match to get the crowd into it um i wanted to mention also it seems like this this was one of the lesser well it was booked well but it wasn't promoted well to a starcade standard um, no because it, it how long how long before it was it mentioned that it was going to be this new Japan, the uh, the cup, the World Cup thing. I think it was only a month. I think it was no late November. It was like I think it was right after Thanksgiving. So, like you're saying, announced. I mean, it really it really wasn't hyped or like there. And these guys weren't. I don't recall watch. Well, I don't recall seeing a lot of them come on Nitro for any storylines. It was mainly it was just kind of a tournament thing. And that's what I was saying about Sonny Ono. He was like, he was the middleman. He was on, he was the one on WCW programming, hyping it. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, it didn't seem like there was like any like hostile type takeover or anything like that. It was more of a just, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to try it out. My guys are coming over because, you know, we want to, we, we want WCW to not be around. We want to take over their programming slot. Yeah. So, second match, uh, uh, let's see here. It's junior heavyweight champion, Koji. Koji Kenimoto. Ken- Kenimoto. Yeah, okay. And he's facing Das Wonderkid, Alex, Alex Wright. Alex Wright. He, he took who, his earrings out for the match. Who, in my opinion, I mean, I still think he's one of the most underrated WCW guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and we, we can kind of skip ahead a little bit because I think he got kind of lost in the shuffle when Vince bought the company because he was doing that weird Berlin gimmick. Oh, towards the end? Yeah, I don't know if you remember that when he, like, shaved his head or he had, like, a ball uh, or something. Like, I, I remember, weird. like, I, I picture it, but I don't I don't think I've seen it on air much at all. Like, my like if, if I did, I skipped it or didn't tape it or whatever I was doing back then. But, uh, I mean, and this is kind of like pre-Alex Wright, like, doing – I don't even think he was really doing, like, the thrust dancing or anything. No. This, this, is, this is, like, pre-TV title, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, but he, I think, already had a, he already had an action figure out at this time. Like you're um, saying, though, I think I think you hit it on the mark there. Like, he's he's definitely one of the most underrated guys. 
Cause and he, towards he the end, great. underutilized. Yeah, he was great in the ring, and I know you know he's he's in Germany now, and I think he he runs a school over there. I think now, I've, he's on Twitter. He's not on very often. I don't see very many tweets from him, and every once in a while, when I watch a match of his, I'll like go on Twitter and try to find him on there to see if he's tweeted anything recently. And it's maybe once a month. He he's not very active, but but he is around. And he is still. In the business, I don't. I just don't think he wrestles anymore. Well, he's probably, and he's probably at that age now. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was a kid when he came in. You know. <laughs> he looks like he's he's green as can be. Yeah, he's greener than goose shit. <laughs> but um, yeah. So during the match, like the opening of the match, there's they start talking about uh, Hogan being in in a the final week of his suspension. Yeah. So I mean I'm assuming that it was, reset January first. They uh, was it supposed to reset. I'm assuming this was a kayfabe suspension, and it was just him taking time off or whatever. Because he, he, you know, he got big contract to come to WCW, but he was doing so much other shit outside at the time when he came. One because weren't they about to? Guys. They were about to do the program. Was it Super Brawl the next year? Was the cage match with him and Flair? Or no, no, maybe that was the year prior. I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's the year prior. Um, I'm trying to remember who. I f- who I feel like they went into a program together. Another one, Flair and Hogan. I could be wrong. Maybe they did. Maybe they did because I know they did the one. They did the bash or bash the beach when Hogan first came in in '94. A giant. And did... I think yeah, I think giant... giant had some stuff going on with Hogan in early '96. Well, yeah. Well, he was – let's see, Giant won the title at Halloween Havoc 95, right? Yeah, because he was with the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. And then I don't remember what he was – because he wasn't on this show. No, 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 not even Dungeon of Doom was, right? Oh, no, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Sullivan doing that little distraction was it. The Taskmaster! Yeah, I guess that is it. But yeah, they like you're saying they they are they did mention it I think a few times about the Hogan having like three four days left on his suspension. Yeah, because this was the 27th, so yeah, he would add four days left. And this being so, on a Wednesday, I'm, I think the night the Nitro, the next Nitro was when he came back, and they they had mentioned at some point in the program that he was he was actually wrestling on Nitro. So I might actually check that out tonight. While yeah, watch a little. Yeah. While I go into Dreamland, just to follow, maybe follow up on it tomorrow or something. So, what did you think of the match, the Alex Wright and uh, um, Kenamoto match? It it was good. It was a lot of technical stuff, a lot of kicks and European uppercuts. Um, and Alex, for being Alex a tall Wright dude, a really, he can fly around. He had a really cool head scissors takedown, which, like they even mentioned on the show, like it almost looked like he was going up for a drop kick. And then, like he like you know wraps his legs around the dude's head and takes him down. It, I mean, it was it was a cool move. Yeah. And I'd never seen any anybody ever do a head scissors like that. Um, the guy was overall, great, man. It was yeah. I mean, it was a good second match. You know, keep it kind of flowing. I like how they used. Well, I was gonna say know, he Alex was great, but what were you saying? You like how they used what? I like how they use like undercard guys. They didn't just use main event guys in every the show. World every Cup. show they used every like every most people they could. Yeah, everybody was utilized and had like a spot. And I mean, it was an eleven minute match. It was almost twelve, yeah. and it was it was like another match you could sit there and swallow twelve minutes and 
And that's what it wasn't that, like a bad before I actually watched it today. I went I went on Wikipedia and I looked at how long each match was and I'm like, well at least you know I'm not sitting here watching, you know, eight twenty minute matches. It's Yeah. And not that I don't mind to sit through a twenty minute match, but I just I want I want the show to have a flow to it. Yeah, there's gonna be a few Especially that aren't gonna be able to tell that story. I mean the the main the main topic of or the main build of the the event was the World Cup, but you were still like you were waiting for the main event. You wanted to see who Savage was facing. Yeah, and I mean Which... even though you know we we knew because we we're reviewing it twenty two years after the event happened, but. You know, do you I mean, ever purposely just... like whenever you like if you forget a show like one of these, do you purposely like like not look at the results and just try to look at like the other stuff? Yeah, it's so, so you it can is, kind of surprise yourself. Wiki- it's sometimes it's hard on Wikipedia or any other you know if you go to like a pro wrestling database or something, it's hard not to see the results because sometimes yeah. you'll just be reading and then you'll accidentally like scroll down too far and you're like ah shit why did I why did I look at yeah. that? You just seen the first five matches by accident. So uh, Kenny Moto wins at eleven minutes forty four seconds. New Japan's up in the World Cup two to nothing. Mm. Uh, we go to a Mean Gene promo backstage where he talks about Mark Madden on the hotline. It's crazy to me that Mark Madden was involved with WCW even in ninety five. Yeah, and I believe that spot that they're doing where all the promos happen at is the. It was, like, the spot of the night. That's where everybody cut their promo. Yeah, it was that weird, like, almost like the same. You know, I'm almost tempted to think that it was done, like, at a Saturday night taping or something. Yeah, because I've seen – I used to have Sting's VHS called Unmasked. Mm -hmm. And there's a a segment on it, and he's talking about it, the locker room, and he's showing backstage. And I know they did stuff in Nashville a lot. And it, yeah, it was, they, I mean, it, it was, was identical. Either there or Atlanta or, you know, even like 94, they were doing all that stuff at Disney. Yeah. Yeah, so I think you're right. It could have been some pre-taped stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, and, it, it, and that's fine, you know. It's, yeah, whatever. It's part of the business. Um. Yeah, but he talks about the hotline, one nine hundred nine zero nine ninety nine hundred. For those of you who don't, who don't remember the number, because WWE Network blocks it out now. This um, number is no longer available. Yeah. Thank, thanks, Triple H. Uh, so I still yeah, he call does, it. He does an interview with Sonny Ono at this point, kind of like talking about how Japan's up to nothing and blah, blah, blah. And then Sonny Ono says something really weird. He talks about how he's going to – WCW's going to go under and New Japan's going to buy it. And then he talks about buying the state of Iowa. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that, but I was like, no, I, I didn't. Most of the, the, this promo, I was glad that you took notes on it. Cause this promo, I kind of spaced out on, I think I well, might've even I was been just thinking like, it doesn't even make sense. Like if they were in like, if they were in the state of Iowa, yeah, it would make sense. So why didn't he say like they would buy like Tennessee or, <laughs> or the city of Nashville? He's just or being he sunny, gonna, man. He was going to run, he was going <laughs> to run country music in Nashville, something like that. Yeah, it, something it makes sense. Like maybe he made a mistake or something, and Mean Gene just kind of went with it. Yeah, poor Mean Gene. I mean, he's had to do it so many times anyways. He's probably used to that. So the next match I had high hopes for, and I was let down. The was, Lex and Masa, yeah. Masahiro Chono? 
Yeah, Chono. NWO Japan. It looked and like it, a it was... lot of, uh, like, Chono. I think it was a lot more, it wasn't a lot of moves. From I guess from what I've seen, it was a lot more of, like, uh, more brawling, it seemed. Yeah, it, it was, you know, that power type, you know, where they're just going back and forth. But a lot of it, too, was Lex Luger just flexing. A lot. A lot, yes. Was, yeah. Like, every time Chono would go to the, the mat, he would flex. He would flex, yep. So, I actually wrote down in my notes, Flexi Lexi. Lex the, we, we, my mom used to call him Lex the Flex when I watched WCW when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, stiff kick by Chono. Um, they're on the outside of the ring. Jimmy Hart consulting with Lex. Uh, you get some USA chance. Big surprise. Um, Chono slaps on the STF. Uh, cool mafia kick, and they do a they do a little spot between the commentators and Dusty Rhodes is talking to Shivani about how he knows it's called a mafia kick, and Shivani goes, "Well, that's my job." <laughs> I did, yeah, I did hear that. I did, yeah, because they said uh, he said a mafia kick, and he says. Yeah, it's a mafia kick. That's what it's or something, yeah, right? They, was that that? Yeah, yeah, it's that one. And then they kind of like go into like a every move after that. They kind of make up like a goofy name for it, and it was really Bobby Heenan kind of like picking at Dusty Rhodes. So yeah, and Dusty can because Dusty makes up shit on the fly all the time. Yeah, well, Dusty Rhodes is somehow Dusty Rhodes. his he little phrases. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's the Mac and Dream baby. He didn't give no shits. He just wants to go to the pay window. Yeah, he's just, he's the man, dude. Um, so then, let's see here. Chono goes up to the top, jumps off, Luger hits him with a back elbow. Um, and then he hits the torture rack yeah, after then he, that. Then he, yeah, then he hits the torture rack. And was it a quick, admits, was that a quick rack to you? It was, it, and I liked how he got him up in it, though. It was, it was a quick uh, grab and, you know, muscle up. He didn't, you know, yeah, really struggle with it. It made Luger look strong. Which the I mean, the elbow was pretty clever too. Yeah, it was. It was. I like the elbow different. from the, when he came down from the top. Yeah, yeah, and he flexed, and then he put him in the torture rack. Right. No, I don't so think he flexed Chono... after that, but no, I don't think he did either. <laughs> uh, Chono submits. Uh, Six forty-one is the time on that one. Uh, first win for WCW. So now New Japan's up two-one. And then we go backstage again, and it's Sting with Mean Gene. They talk about uh, what opens up kind of weird because Sting is bragging about how Johnny B. Bad's going to even it up. And I just found it weird for Sting being a main event guy to talk about Johnny B. Bad, who was always in WCW. He was always that no bigger than U.S. title. Yeah, he was always the TV or the U.S. title guy. Yeah. And then, you know, or did he, he even have the TV title? He did have, I think he did have the TV title. He did have TV. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by true car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed and together we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org slash auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. 
Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Be okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then they talk about the triangle rat match. And like we said before, you know, Sting's like, me and Luger are friends. We're good. Blah, blah, blah. Ric Flair, I hate you. Um, I'll never forget what you did to me. And then he talks about Macho. Sting, and... Sting was pretty hyped in this interview. I kind of I liked that. I mean, I know he he's was. always, like, hyped in his interviews. But this one was, like, he just, like. He was over the top. He just pounded some coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was over the top. And- and this is pre-Red Bull, so you you almost wonder if there was some substance or... <laughs> or if... Well, I told that we were sitting there watching it, and me and Mariah... Well, she was sitting down there with me while I was watching that, and he was... I said, man, he looks like he just did a line of Coke yeah. or something. And she was like, yeah, because he... I mean, he was he was pumped. Yeah. And I know Sting is pumped, man, but he, that was... A, he, it was cool, though. I was invested in that. I was invested well, in and that. Well, and that's... Because he, he was so excited. He was getting the match over, you know? He was he was really, really yeah. pumping that in. Um, so then it's Johnny B. Bad versus... Uh, oh, Johnny B. Bad with Diamond Doll, who was Kimberly Page. Um, were they married at the time? that one went down. The, uh, they were married because she came in because of him. I'm trying to remember how she did that with Johnny B. Bad because I know they had just gotten out of a program. Uh, I think they they wrestled at Halloween Havoc '95, I believe. And like for her management, yeah, or I, th- I think that was what it was. I was trying to remember, and I didn't think to look it up until now. And I'm like, I, I watched Halloween Havoc '95 like months months back, I think, too, because I was watching the Dungeon of Doom stuff. Or you know, I take it back. It was when I told you I was watching all that night. 90- not 95 nitro stuff so now, was how- i should i should remember but they definitely did have a match no i i thought of something and then i realized that i was wrong so um and he faced uh masa masa saito um bear with me on these japanese names because they're also they're a lot of them are similar but it's still well, that's partially why you gotta have notes for stuff yeah like and I, this. that's why i'm like looking at it i've got glasses on and i'm out outside because my kids are trying to go to bed <laughs> i've got the light on i still can't see it i'm like oh man um you got to pull down to like your tip of your nose i actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah that's an inside joke we'll, we'll get into that sometime. yeah um so i didn't really take notes on this match because i was kind of in and out like you said when we were texting about it it was it was yeah the, i was the least invested into this one and i mean nothing against saito but or or Mark Marrow for that for that matter because I mean okay what, what was, was the ending of this because I I was I was looking at my phone I was I was texting you back and I look up and I hear the bell ding and then they start fighting again yeah I I honestly didn't even see the finish <laughs> I don't remember. it was a DQ finish but I didn't know how it happened yeah do you have your Kindle next to you I have my laptop in front of me but it just says just by disqualification there's no oh, okay. I mean, there's not even really anything on that match. It was a yeah. five-minute match, yeah. nearly six minutes. Yeah, five five fifty-two. That's what I got. Yeah, five fifty-two. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So really, the only note I took of of it was the uh, little spot at the beginning when Sonyono basically scalding WCW for allowing Kimberly to be in the ring. She should be in the kitchen cooking and 
you know, she's going off on him for being Japanese and why is he even in this country and the crowd pops and she said, "So why are you in the ring?" Yeah, I'm no I'm she said, "Yeah, I'm no I'm no geisha girl." Um basically just oh no getting cheap heat and for her to get a little yeah. because her facial expressions were awful when he was saying all that stuff about her. Like that that like really shitty acting like look of surprise on her face was it was brutal to see. Yeah. It was like you know, there it was, was like a cheap talk- porno. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was the, the acting wasn't fully there. I don't think. You, and and you know, a, while we're went... on that, with, with this, this really needed like a Medusa moment. Like, I mean, I know she. I don't think she was with the company quite yet. I don't think she came in until '96. Yeah, because that's when they. I think they started to do. They pushed the women stuff in WWE around that yeah. time. And then I think WCW was like, hey, we got to do this, yeah, too. Yeah, we got to do this. And that's why they went out and got her, because at that time, she was the best. Her and Bull Nakano. Right. Um, so, yeah, um, trying to be bad wins, I guess, via disqualification. Sorry for not seeing the end of that match and giving you guys more on that, but take it from us. Well, if you look away for yeah. five seconds, you'd miss it. T- take it from us. It, it's You can miss it and live to fight another day. So uh, yeah. now it's now it's tied at two. Uh, let's see what we got next here. We've got Lex and Jimmy Hart with Mean Gene again in the back talking about the triangle match. Now um, they're friends. Yeah, yeah. Just the friends thing, like we talked about. It's it's. <laughs> it was really going on for a minute. It, it was, I mean, I was. It was. I watched much. the Nitro. I watched like two months worth of Nitros. I think around this time period, and it was every week you'd hear the. Lex Luger song or Sting song hit, and then they come out bitching about, you know, I know I'm your friend, you can trust me. There was, a, there was just, it was like this whole storyline with those guys around this time was built around trust and friendship. So it was like really they pushed the issue with that. Yeah, and and, and but it was overkill, and I'll get into more overkill yeah. here, here in a minute because it, it's, I, yeah, this is when I start to. Um, kind of take this, 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 this match I did okay. Um, it's Shiniro Atani versus Eddie Guerrero, which always good to see Eddie. Um, this match went for 13. You're kind of cutting out there for a second. Oh, sorry. What, what did I cut out on? Did I get through Eddie Guerrero? Well, it was the name. Like I heard, heard it. It was just kind of that little fuzzy sound. Like, the oh yeah. Well, yeah, it lost. cuts out when, it, when, when I post it. So, Shiniro Otani versus Eddie Guerrero. Um, match was 1343. Uh, I, I think this might have been my favorite match of the night. Yeah, I agree. This this was a good one. Um, but I thought it was funny because they talk about WCW sponsoring a NASCAR in 96. Like, just, like, I think it was, like, right as Eddie was coming in. And I was like, yeah, I really don't think Eddie Guerrero wants you talking about that, but. I guess it was putting that over because basically watch NASCAR to see our car. Therefore, turn around and watch us again because you're reminded to watch WCW. You're kind of losing. You're kind of losing connection. Okay, better. Yeah, I can hear it now. Oh. Like that whole thing about NASCAR, I didn't. I didn't hear. Yeah, it really didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's. I was. That's why I didn't really say anything. I was like, eh, yeah, just let him go. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, just WCW sponsoring a NASCAR. 
uh, race car '96. And the only reason I wrote, hot pockets and watch NASCAR. The, the only reason I even wrote that down is because I remember when NWO got a car, and my mom actually went out and bought me like the real scale like NWO car from like Walmart for like twenty bucks or whatever. It was awesome. I wish I still had it. <clears throat> I I remember there was a few of those coming out. Uh... Oh no no no! You know what I was thinking of the Monster Jam stuff. Yeah, too. yeah, those were cool. That's right. That was a couple of years later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it starts off vape gimmick. Oh, hit that vape! I'm about to light up a tobacco gimmick. Um, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a vape gimmick. <laughs> it's just a gimmick. It's yeah. not a it's not a other our, gimmick. Our, our indie ref buddy was thinking that we were lighting up real gimmicks. Nope, Levi. Levi quit tobacco, so he he lives the vape life now. Hashtag vape life. Um, yeah, but it makes me a d bag. So, and I haven't I haven't smoked a real gimmick in quite some time, pre kids. <laughs> so, uh, match starts it, it's off. It's been a minute for me. I can't. Otani's can't in do the corner. Um, then it's just kind of like a little back and forth, and then Eddie kind of gets him in a rest hold with a chin lock. Um. Let's see. I think there was a lot of high flying in this match. Yeah, it was a lot. And, that, and that that's why, I, I mean, I really didn't take notes on this. I mean, I took a few, but I mean, it was like. You I were was kind of watching more watching it. it. Yeah, I was watching it. I wasn't wanting to write. It was a good match. That's yeah. what I was looking for, you know. They I were. Wanting to get I think invested. there was two. There was a few where uh, Otani, like, he. And he seemed like a bigger dude. Uh-huh. And Eddie, of course, and he was doing a lot of like off the top rope stuff, and I mean Eddie was doing his usual thing, but there was so much. I mean, I think it was it was just a really good, it was really well put together, and between those two guys, I think you could have put them in a series, uh, a trilogy of matches, and I think all three of them would have been awesome. Yeah, or like a best of seven series, something like that. Yeah, like they, it was definitely. It was it was my thing. My favorite match of the night. Yeah, so Eddie hits a Hurricane Rana for a two count. Um, they kind of do like this back and forth, like roll up kind of type thing. You know, even I mean they still do that today, but it was just cool because yeah. I mean it was it was so fast and back and forth. Otani ends up winning that way. Um, like I said, thirteen minutes forty three seconds. New Japan goes back up three to two, and then I don't think they had a backstage segment after that. No, because uh, I think it just went right. No, it was Savage. I remember. Sting. You know, you know what? I think Sting was it. Sting was right here, and then earlier, I don't know if you mentioned there was an Eddie Guerrero backstage segment too. Yeah, I missed that one. And he was real. He he was very. I think he was very like. It was new to the company at this time because he seemed like he was a baby face. Yeah, he was new. He had just him and uh, Dean and had just came over from ECW at this time. Okay. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah. and if not just then, it it wasn't too, too far out from them coming in. And I thought that was kind of weird, too. If Dean Malenko's with the company, why wouldn't you want him featured in that? But, I mean, I guess they wanted to, you know, they wanted to use Alex Wright, and I get it. Like I said, he, you know, he was... He was That's fine. Yeah. Um, so we just skip ahead to the Savage uh, Tenzan match. Tenzan. How do you, what is it? Hiro Yoshi? He, yeah, Hiroyoshi Tenzon with Sonny Ono. Of course. Uh, against Macho Man. 
Um, <laughs> and I didn't even take notes on this because it's it's hard for me to like not watch a Randy Savage match. Yeah, it's one of you got to watch. You got to watch Savage, man. He's he's the dude. He's the match. And, and and this was a quick one. Six minutes and fifty five seconds. That's a quick match for Macho Man. I mean, it, it was. It's another. It, it was one, two, three, four, five matches under ten minutes out of the eleven matches on the on the live card. But I, I, I'm assuming it was a time issue because I can't see that. Yeah, well, yeah, with these matches. Yeah, I can't. But I mean, with yeah, like you said, there's eleven matches on the card, so I can't. I just can't see them having Savage come out and not. Because even the main event, the title match, it was less than ten minutes. It was eight minutes yeah. and change. Um, and I think yeah. they should have did the four. The well, we'll get to that part, anyways. Yeah. Um. So Savage wins. It's back up. It's back tied three three. Next up is Sting versus Kinsuki. Kinsuki. Kinsuki Sasaki. Sasaki. Uh, with Sonny Ono. The, yeah, with Sonny. Can't forget that. <laughs> Sonny, o- Sonny Ono needs to send us some gimmicks for putting him over tonight. <laughs> yeah, he does, man. We put we put Sonny. <laughs> he needs to send us some of that WCW settlement money. Yeah, and some Japanese gimmicks. Yeah, I, I want I want a uh, Ribera Steakhouse jacket, Sonny Ono. Send it, send it my way, and some maybe some Zubas and a new fanny pack. Um, this match awesome. was six minutes fifty two seconds. Uh, Sasaki starts strong. Sting starts to make a comeback, but gets hit with a running bulldog. Sting spent a lot. There was a lot of on a lot ground. of offense on Sasaki, or a lot of offense from Sasaki. Yeah, he did. Sting spent he spent a lot of the match on the ground, and I don't know if that was. Um, I didn't know if they were trying to say like make it look like he's saving his energy well, for the next match. But then again, you don't know at the same time I, he's going to win. So I don't think it was that. Per se, I think it was more of them wanting it to look like New Japan was going to win, because this was the yeah. they were tied two three, so whoever won this match won the cup. Yeah, so I think that's kind of more or less what it was. They wanted Sting to get beat down, but obviously he makes a comeback. Sting sub- submits Sasaki with a Scorpion Deathlock. Um, it, it was a was big good. pop too. Yeah, it was good. Pop. And then all the guys that were in the tournament come out, and you know they're all hugging and stuff. Um, it was weird to see Macho and Eddie Guerrero hug. Mean Gene says uh, they they can fill that sucker up with champagne. Mm-hmm. But I just I drink just, that. I thought that was odd. He was excited just because neither one of them are with us anymore. So it was like a cool little moment, I guess, for me, just being a yeah, a, you know, because I, I remember watching all this back when it happened. So. Um, yeah, and then we get to the triangle match. This is the longest match of the card. And, I mean, honestly, I could... 28 minutes and 3 seconds of... I think that was too long. And I would rather... Only, it... be, only because... I think you're about to say the same thing I was going to say. You would rather have the Savage and Flair match been like that? Well, not only that, but I, I would have... about to say. I would have rather seen it more of a traditional triple threat. Than a triangle match. Yeah, the tag, the tagging thing was kind of odd. It was odd. Like, why would you want to tag the guy in? You know, you want. I mean, unless you're just resting and you break, you know, break the count. But you know, you're wanting to win. Well, and I'm, sh- I'm sure it was part of it too. Was 
you know, the whole Sting and Luger, like, they're friends, like, they got each other's back. I think they wanted to build, they wanted you to be sitting there waiting for that moment for them to have to tag in. Yeah. Or, you know, or which they could have done in a normal triple threat. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it was weird. But Sting looks strong in this weird. one. Um, classic flair heel, you know, he's begging and, you know. He busted open, too, oh, big man. time. I'm getting to that. The usual flair blade job. Um, <laughs> you know, and then they go outside of the ring. Flair kind of does some offense out there. Um, they go back into the ring. Flair goes back to being Flair. Uh, Luger is overpowering him, but Ric Flair is. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, shit. I kind of I did jump the gun there. Now that I think of it, that was the blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah my bad. Yeah, um, but my bad. I, mean, I messed I, up. Actually, I messed up the whole podcast. I actually wrote this down and underlined it. Flair is great. I mean, he's selling the shit out of Luger's power moves. Everything. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Flair and wins he's, and it. He's, and he's like, what, 45, like 40-something years yeah, old at this he, time? Yeah, like we talked about last week, he's got that weird bowl cut look on him. Which, I mean, he looked good. That was the thing. It was like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I always liked the old, like, late 70s, early 80s Flair with the long, freaking blonde hair. But, he, look, he I mean, he looked cool here. It was the, it was that time, though. Everybody had, a, I had a bowl cut in the mid-90s, so. Um, yeah, it just happened in the 90s. So yeah, Flair wins at 28 minutes and 3 seconds via one of the fucking weirdest countouts I've ever seen. I wrote that down. Well, did you notice Did you notice Lex pulled uh, he pulled Sting down? Yeah. And then he and I guess that was, and I, I guess that was part of it. I go back and watch it again and see what he mouths to Sting. Yeah, he says like Yeah, I seen that. I, that was the main that was the main thing that stuck out to me in this match other than like yeah, like you were saying, you know, Flair selling everything really good. Yeah, they go out. The, they go out of the ring, and you know, did the ref take a bump? Is that what it was? And he's like trying to get him to pay attention to them being out. Well, he turned around, and it looked like he got poked in the eye or something. Yeah, maybe Flair poked him in the eye, and that's how. I just I uh, Flair just, poked, I classic Flair. Yeah, um, but yeah. Anyway, so you know that match is over. It's just a, it was just a weird count out finish. I just thought it was really odd. Um, so Flair advances to face Savage in the main event, and the weirdest thing about this, he stayed in the ring. I thought that yeah. was kind of cool that he didn't go back and they didn't do like a promo or something to give him a minute. He, he stayed in the ring, so I thought that was kind of cool. But knowing how short the main event was going to be, I think that's kind of why he stayed in the ring. Like, what's the point? Yeah, because there was the you know like when Sting's match ended, they did. He went backstage, and I think they it was commentary, it was a promo, and then it, everybody did their interests right. again. So I think they weren't trying to do that again. And, and what, like you were saying earlier, probably a time yeah. reason, too. Um, but, yeah, this one starts off uh, with Michael Buffer in the ring. And it was kind of funny because Shivani messed up and thought that Michael Buffer was going to introduce them at the beginning before Macho's entrance, and he didn't. He waited for Macho to get in the ring. I thought that was kind of kind of funny. Um so right off the bat, Savage goes for a backslide, backslide pin, and I, I was like, man, that's he's just trying to get this over with. Is you know, being a trying to, I because when I watch the old matches, I try to take out knowing stuff. I try to put myself like in that mindset of that time, like where I was. Yeah, because I, I mean, in ninety five, ninety five, I was eight. I was about to turn nine at this point. 
So I'm trying to put myself in that state of mind. I didn't know. I didn't know wrestling was, you know, what it is. I didn't know it was scripted. Yeah. I didn't know they knew who was going to win. I didn't know that probably – it was probably another year, probably 96, when I really started. Because, I mean, we had dial-up internet then. And they had, you know, Meltzer had the site already up. It wasn't just dirt sheets that you got in the mail. Um, we were marks We were marks back then, too. Yeah, we, yeah, we were big-time marks. And, I mean, not that we're not now, because now we're marks for marks. No, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying we were, we, were, we were even marks back then. Yeah, I mean, we were. Of course we were. We were kids, and that was – we bought all the action figures, and now I, I buy them for my kids. And the funny thing is, is I never get to play with them. Like, I never really, like, sit down and play with them. I just look at them, and I'm like, man, I wish I would have had this when I was a kid. Like, I could line up such a card with I these know, guys. I, like, my kids are finally starting to get that to where, like – um, I'm like, you guys, they do their this. shows and stuff. Cause what I always did when I was a kid, I would take like the figures, the matches, and I would put them in order and then I'd write them down and then yeah. I'd figures to the side, get the ring set up, you know, all that stuff. And I'd even make like entrances and stuff. But anyways, we digress. Um, yeah, well, I still think we'll do that. The toy podcast for Christmas. I think that would be cool. That would be cool. Um, so we'll talk more about figures then. Um, flare tops in the corner. Uh, let's see. A lot. I know. I noticed there was a lot of. It was a lot of work in Savage's arm. Yeah. Was, yeah. He was doing the 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 tip. You know, the typical just kind of working on that arm, and he he did some dirty stuff here and there, like a leg on the rope here and there. The I mean, the usual flare stuff. Yeah, and I, when yeah, he's and I was that, uh, they go to the opposite corner. Randy hits him with the rights. Um, Mister Wonderful comes down, and I, he never did anything. He just stood there with his neck brace on. I thought that was really odd. Um, but yeah, it was re- like it was. You were supposed to think he was going to distract. Yeah, them or something. and it, it wasn't even a distraction because they just kept going. It was really weird. And I actually, here's where I was talking about. I was going to mention Overkill, and because I actually wrote it down here, but they mentioned Brian Pillman being the loose cannon for like the hundredth time <laughs> of the show. <laughs> yeah, they did. And actually, then, I heard it. I heard it very passively in the start of the show. Yeah, and he said something about a loose cannon. I was like, "Oh, he's talking about Pillman," because I forgot he had joined the Four Horsemen yeah. around this time. The loose cannon, loose cannon, Brian Pillman. WWE Home Video presents loose cannon, <laughs> Brian. Pillman loose story. cannon. Anyway, so lots of rights again. Uh, Flair goes over the turnbuckle, classic Flair spot. Um, Savage goes for the double axe handle. Flair hits him in the gut. They brawl outside for a minute. Flair working uh, the injured arm like you talked about. I mean, he's he throws it into the pole. Then he's working it on the uh, the barricade. Um, then we go back in the ring. At some point, Flair blades. I don't. I I don't know if it. It just... was after the megaphone. Was the it megaphone? Was... He he. Uh, Savage hits him with the megaphone, and then Flair goes down, and he blades like fast as he could, and he gets up. Was it and he's an just obvious covered in blood. It was. I mean, he was turned over. Yeah, you could okay. tell he was. But you could after see he took the shot. Yeah, if you if you watch it, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I caught it because I, yeah. I I always like to see that because um, this is kind of pre. They kind of because like Vince really hated it, like in WWF, not quite this time. I mean, it was. I mean, they didn't do it very much, but like around '96, he kind of like let's not blade. And until yeah. WrestleMania 13 with Austin, but we'll get we'll probably do that one because I, I I 
I think I mentioned it. I kind of want to do like March and April, both WrestleMania months. Oh, for sure, because this I, is our first. This will be our first year doing the podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, I think and we I just think should we'll, knock I out mean, with a lot of manias. Eight weeks of classic manias. Thirteen will definitely be in the top eight. Yeah, for the for the Austin Hart match alone, the main event. Yeah. Sucked, but um, anyway, so Flair Blades, uh, the loose cannon, Brian Pillman. And Chris he comes, does he come running and flying off the top rope? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They come in, interfere, macho. macho he's such a loose cannon. He, that Pillman, he's a loose cannon. You think they called him that in high school? Like, his teachers are sitting I mean, like, or his football when he played – didn't he play college football or something? Yeah, and he, he actually ended up in the NFL. He was on special teams for the Bengals. Yeah, he was good. So he's probably loose he, cannon there, too. Yeah, and then he, then he got in a car accident or whatever and got hurt. So that's why he – uh, what a loose cannon. He's such a loose cannon. Um, so they <laughs> interfere. Macho handles them. Uh, and then they mention, what, where's Arn Anderson when you need him? And right on time, here comes Double A. Hits Macho with a foreign object. I'm assuming brass knucks, but they don't. They never showed what was in his hand. Yeah, they looked like knucks. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like knucks. Um, so then Flair covers Macho for the one, two, three. Flair's the 12 time WCW World Heavyweight Champion. So, yep, that's that show. Um, overall, and then, well, and then and then after after it went off air, just because I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, one man yeah. gang defeated Kensuke Sasaki for the U.S. title because if, I don't know if anybody noticed, but uh, Sasaki Sasaki had they and they said it too. It was a non-title match, and he was carrying the U.S. Uh, yeah, the U.S. title, the WCW U.S. title. I didn't mention that, but I did notice because as soon as he walks out. From backstage, he hits the ramp and he raises the U.S. title. Yeah, he's just so proud to have it, you know. Um, and they say, you know, and he's coming down. He said, "This is non-title. This is just the tournament." But, anyways, no, I just I thought it was weird because, like, to have that as a dark match, and they put they have they have one man gang go over, and then the ref uh, another official comes out and reverses the ref's decision, so he restarts the match and. You know, it, it doesn't go his way. But then WCW never acknowledges the fact that they reversed the decision and he didn't get the belt. And they show him on TV with the U.S. belt. Because I guess they, I guess at that point they were kind of done with Japan and they wanted to just have their, their belts on their guys. Yeah. So, I don't know. Overall, I think it was a good show, though. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was absolutely a good show. With the the only, I think there was a few matches I would have liked to seen go a little longer. But I mean, I understand why they were short. Like Sting and Sasaki would have been nice. Uh, yeah, especially I think I think that the, especially with that being the finals of that tournament, or not really tournament, but it, I mean, it should at least it went ten. Yeah. yeah, I would have gave it fifteen. Just, just I mean, fifteen, yeah, just it because fun. it's kind of a main. Yeah, it, it's supposed to. I mean, that's the 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 subtitle of the freaking event was World uh, World Cup. So it's like, and I think, and I think to see Benoit and Liger maybe go another five minutes would have been cool. Yeah, and even give Alex Wright another two, maybe. Yeah, I I, I could have watched that Liger Benoit match for twenty twenty five solid. Yeah, I just hate that finish got messed up. I wish that 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 move would have went over better. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think it was a good show. 100%. Yeah. I, I, I'll watch it again. I can tell you that. Yeah, you know, maybe a couple years down the road when the podcast hopefully takes off, you know, maybe we'll have to redo it because who knows? We might end up losing all these episodes when we go elsewhere if we do. And, you know, we yeah, got we, do. we got we got X-Pac heat with Anchor, but we're trying to make it better. Yeah, so. they had we we thought they we were being dicks and we were we thought they had heat with us, X-Pac heat with us and then now I think we're on the other end. I think we got the Xbox. I mean, it was really bad because we were getting so mad at them over the Apple thing, even. It, and it's really not their fault. And me and Levi no. both on Twitter, like, we would inbox or slide into their DMs. And, and we apologize, uh, Anchor. Yeah, we're you, sorry. You're broadcasting we our have stuff. Got short we with apologize. You and gave you one word answers. I don't remember if it was you or me that said, okay. That, that was me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> because it sounds like something both of us would say just because we're like, we're pissed. Just fed up. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm tired of you, Anchor. But we're not now. We're good. All's well in the Anchor world. Um. So, yeah. Hope you enjoyed the review. Sorry, it was kind of weird. It's kind of cold out, and I didn't bring a jacket, so my voice sounds all shaky and weird. Plus, I'm hungover, so. Eh, whatever. It's better than being whiskey drunk like last Sunday. <laughs> you you, you got to get a water gimmick, man. Yeah, last I, Sunday was a... Last Sunday was a rough one. No, I'm, like a, a, I'm actually on my third bottle of water. I don't know if you heard it, but I had to take a pee. So, it's a water gimmick, man. Yeah, I've got a water gimmick, and I had to take a pee gimmick. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, follow the show at Heels and Quads on Twitter. Follow me at Tommy Walter, uh, at Mr. Tommy Walter. Excuse me, I always forget that Mr. Um, follow Levi. At Levi D. Zindel on Twitter. Um, check out check our out Facebook our... page as well, Heels and Quads. I try to... Keep it updated while Tommy's doing a lot of the Twitter stuff. I try to keep the Facebook updated, but we need some likes on it. So give us some yeah, likes. Yeah, guys, if, if, you, if, you follow, if you follow us on Twitter, check out our Facebook. I tweeted a link. So go on our Twitter page and, you know, scroll down. You'll find the link. Um, yeah, because Facebook, it just – Facebook's not a very good platform for what we do. No, and I think you, and I mean, you have the Twitter thing so unlocked that but I've i think noticed, we're good i've noticed recently in the last couple of weeks because i listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts um even like bruce pritchard's show and tony Schiavone's show with conrad thompson they have a problem with facebook too like twitter is just so every second it up from regular expenses to occasional splurges there's a lot to buy why not get cash back every time you spend with the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio keto-friendly dairy snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods dates every second so well and i think twitter's more like facebook if you think back like 
Facebook is a, a bit older, and I think yeah. a lot of people have migrated towards Twitter as well and Instagram. And I'm more of a Twitter person anyways. I'm on Twitter 90% more of the time than I am on Facebook. Yeah. Especially now with this, because, you know, we're running our personal Twitters and this page. We share that. And we kind of get off on, like, not mentioning who we are when we're posting on Twitter. But So we might want to go back to that. Yeah, I was thinking about that because you you see that on some people's pages and it'll have the little like Dash Levi or like yeah. whatever that person's little like, gimmick name is. <laughs> gimmick. <laughs> that handle gimmick. That handle gimmick. <laughs> but yeah, um, anyways, yeah, check out us on Facebook. It's pretty much the same thing as Twitter. It's just more ran by Levi. So if you prefer Levi over me, check out Facebook. And I know most. And then you, pro- probably you probably did. shouldn't. You probably shouldn't because uh, Tommy has, like I said at the start, I thank him a lot for doing a lot of the legwork this week. I love and how getting Levi's this started. Legit, Levi's legit putting me over, and I love it. Well, I gotta I'm, get you over, dude. I'm blushing. Like, <laughs> well, it's cold too. Yeah, it's cold too. Like, <laughs> My nipples are rock hard right now. Um, anyways, so to wrap this up, just make sure you check us out everywhere. Um, I also set up a Patreon account, um, and, you know, I don't want to sound like a jerk. and Be that you know, guy that's like, please, God, go to our Patreon Please page. give us money. <laughs> but it's, you know, Patreon's a different thing. We're we're going to give you special perks, and it's all on the page. <laughs> I pinned that tweet with that link uh, to our Twitter page. Um, it's not like a GoFundMe. You're not paying my electric bill because I went out and bought, you know, some uh, ice-cold Steve Weiser gimmicks. I, uh, I see. Know, I yeah, I see. Stuff. I see it as more. It's more of a. It's for the show, basically. Yeah, it, it, we want to we grow want the, show. the show to be better. If you want to see us on a different platform, it's. We're not. We wouldn't, but especially me, and wife. That last, uh, that last little part was cutting out. Uh, um, You're kind of. Cu- it's just, this is so difficult to even say. Can you hear me? I hear you now. I hear you now. Okay. I'm walking around. Um, it's, it's just weird to, like, be like, hey, give us money. But like I said, we're, we're going to give you, like, special stuff. Like, there's a dollar tier. There's a $5 one. There's a $10 one. There's a $20 one. A 50, or 10, 25, 50, 100, and 1,000. And I know it's reaching. Outrageous. But, I mean, it, it was just, yeah, it's at I mean, there's there's cool shit. We're gonna do cool shit. Like a dollar a month, you're gonna get you know mentioned on Twitter. But for five dollars a month, you get mentioned on a podcast and Twitter, so on and so forth. Eventually, you know, it leads up to like you get to pick a review or even have a special or episode. be on a review with us, maybe. Yeah. And speaking speaking of reviews, there was a uh, we posted a tweet yesterday. It's another poll, and it is since since we're getting close to the end of 2017, I gave four options of what you would like to see for this hear is, from us. This was Levi's first poll, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Was this? Your, yeah, this one was your first, and it was actually it's been one of the most well received polls. Yeah, and I, I thought it would be good because it's end of the year, and you kind of I seen. Uh, some of that's kind of popping up a lot of the best of stuff, so I said. We could do yeah. best of, we could do best match, or top 10 matches, top 10 wrestlers, top 10 events, or top 10 pops. And and that's of the, 
I forgot to ask you that when we were texting earlier. Of the year? Yeah. Is of that the year, year or is year, it yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that, that makes it a little... Yeah, your, vo- your, your speaker's kind of cutting out again. Okay. Um, so, yeah, let's just wrap it up. Um, once yeah, I'm such a douche. Just, just going on the whole podcast. I keep saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, it's your fun. speaker's I, well, cutting out. Hey man, hey man. I, By the way, your speaker's cutting out, dude. When I, uh, I mean, when I edit this, come back in, and that way I can figure it out for tomorrow too. I don't want to be cutting out during a, you know, interview. Um, are you a walker and a talker? Because I get like that. Yeah, sometimes. I am. And tomorrow night, though, I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna sit in the family van gimmick and record, so I'm not walking around. And drink Plus, some can, gimmicks. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna drink some ice cold gimmicks because uh Brandon Espinosa and Lynch Mob will be uh recording those podcasts. Espinosa will drop tomorrow night afterwards. Uh Lynch Mob early Tuesday morning, probably as soon as I get my kids off to school. Um but yeah, check us out, check them out. Um they're all linked to our Twitter. They're by their t shirt gimmicks. Uh check out uh Hi Young on Twitter. Instagram, both are at underscore the high end. Once again, H-Y-A-N. She'll be on next week. She wants me to promote some of her stuff she's got coming up. Obviously, every week on YouTube, they have a channel. They're over 100 episodes, I know for sure. Probably more than that. Check that out. That's Brooker T's promotion down in Texas. Pretty cool stuff. She also, down in H-Town. Uh, she was on an uh, episode of Raw last year. Uh, she faced off against Nia Jax. She had a tryout for NXT. There's a really cool article online you can find if you search her name on Google. Um, yeah, but check everybody out that's coming on the show this week. Check our Twitter out. Check our Facebook out. All that stuff. Patreon. If you donate, we'll love you forever. But if not, we get it. We want this to be free. Yeah, this isn't. So yeah, can, this isn't us forcing anything like that. No, if we can, if we can make the podcast better, and you know, help our guests out that come on. I I hate having. Well, do you charge for podcasts? And by the way, none of these people have. Awesome to do it for free, you know, for a podcast has been around for two weeks and people are agreeing to come on our show. For free, that's we awesome. appreciate that from them. Yeah, I think that's really cool of them but, to just I mean, be I that don't even that want humble. To ask that, I just want to be able to send some money to their PayPal, anyways. So if yeah. you want to see more guests, donate to the show. But we totally get it if you don't. We're not gonna hate anybody if you don't. Right, and keep calling in. By the way, to the station, I think yeah, that's, that's really cool. cool. We never did. That. We never did go over that one guy. I really like the TLC call in. Yeah. I, I really like the fact that on a show in, in March or April and we could just do it. We could just, I mean, hell dude, we could talk about TLCs alone. Yeah. If that's what he wants. You know, he said that's what he remembered from back then, but shout outs to those guys, to everybody who called in and left all those messages. But I, I just remember the TLC one the most because I was, I thought it was really cool. Cause I, I was, I'm a fan of TLC back in the day. Not anymore. It's not as good anymore. Well, Anyways, yeah, so let's wrap this up. So we'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. Check us out on Patreon, all that stuff. Uh, Check all of our guests out on YouTube. Bunch of their matches there. So, yeah, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. I think I'm going to go to bed gimmick. Good, me too. Bed gimmick. (laughs) All right, right, we'll see you guys tomorrow.
right. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.